Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Corey and Gabriel. We are just uh, two plant-based dads here at the Plant Power Dad Hour, um, and we are excited to be back. I gotta tell you though, I don't know, Gabriel, our first video that we released on Facebook, it, it did pretty well. I was pretty happy with it. There what do you think? There was definitely good reception. I think we're, we're, we've, we've hit a topic where, hey, you know, there, it seems like there's other plant power dads out there or, you know, plant power families that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a topic. It's a conversation that needs to be had. And uh, lucky for you, we're having it. Hey, we're here. Uh, leave us a comment below. That being said, leave us a comment below if you have any questions or topics that you want us to address. Because uh, Gabriel, Gabriel and I get together right before the show and we decide what topic we're going to discuss. We do not pre-plan this. We do not script it out. This is just two dads off the cuff that are living this life every single day. And, um, you know, I think that last last couple episodes. And by the way, guys, you can hear this on the podcast, uh, Lean Green Dad Radio. And you could also, of course, catch it right here at the Plant Power Dad Hour Facebook page uh, and also on uh, Plant Based Gabriel's YouTube channel. So all those mediums, however you consume you know, your digital content, go check it out. But um, the thing that I always you know, start with is like, what was the last thing you ate or what did you eat? Right. And I think last time I said I ate like four slices of toast or something. And you were like, gee, Corey, that's a, a heck of a start. But you know what I had today was uh, four, four hot dog buns. <laughs> Bro, I'm serious. So here's the thing. I am obsessed with, <laughs> can I just Time, say a brand? Times are tough in the Warren household. Stop it. Can I say, can I say a brand name? Am I allowed to say brand names on that's, this? That's fine. We're not affiliated with this brand in any way, shape, or form, but there is a brand out there owned by uh, a husband and wife called Happy Campers. You can only get in like the west side of the world, west, west coast. Um, west side of North America, I should say. Well, I hear Orlando is in the West Coast. Yeah, no, it's not. I had it shipped to me, brah. Shipped to me, okay? So you can ship it to you, but you can only get it in stores on the West Coast. Okay. But um, it is a vegan, uh, gluten-free, uh, dairy-free, um, whole whole food bread. Oh, I can say <laughs> whole food bread. But no, no weird stuff you can't pronounce. It's absolutely wonderful. And mm -hmm. it's the first one. It's not like gummy or anything. So- I eat tons of it. Um, I love it. And uh, Bre I just, breakfast, but, lunch, and dinner, it sounds like. You can, but look, I mean, what are the calories associated with? It's like nothing, basically. Um, so that's, that's what I had. And then every, every Friday, which is, it's, it's Friday right now when we're recording this, folks. But um, every Friday, I have a standing coffee date with my wife. At 10 a.m. Eastern, we sit down and we, have, we call it a coffee date. Sometimes I have, you know, water with lemon juice and some cayenne pepper. Uh, sometimes I'll have coffee, but that, that's, that's what I ate today. How about you, Gabriel? What, what are you chowing down on today? Oh, you know, the last thing I ate, well, breakfast was ever since Bridget's been born, we've pretty much been, I make this oatmeal bake, right? I make a thing of oatmeal, put it in, put it on a sheet pan on parchment paper, bake it. And that's, we kind of, we have that for breakfast, but, uh, lunch was most recent and we had, I just took, we've got a convection convention, toaster oven that also has an air fryer it's the we're name branding here but it's the it's the most reasonably priced and most versatile air fryer i found i hate when I, I i other people can get them that's fine but i hate appliances that can only do one thing that are bulky take up space and don't look that great 
uh, which you could pretty much put a T checked all the boxes for air fryers most of the time. Um, but so if you're going to get an air fryer, I recommend getting one that can do a multiple, a multitude of things. And so we have the Cuisinart TOA 60. It's the most reasonably priced one. It can do everything. It can bake, it can toast, it can broil, it can warm, it can air fry, it can convection oven. Um, but so we use that. It's got an air fryer basket. It can do a lot of things. We really don't use our oven much more than bake or batch baking these days. But we have, I just take some cooked potatoes that are cooled in the fridge, right? I, three days, two or three days ago, I baked off 20 pounds of potatoes in the oven just at one time, right? We let them cool, put them in the fridge and we're good for a week or so, uh, you know, seven to 10 days. And so I take it out of the fridge and I take it on the mandolin. You could also use a knife and just slice it into thin pieces that kind of look like chips and lay, line my air fryer basket, put it in there for 10 minutes at 400 and, uh, you know, do two or three batches, depending on how many you need. It was about five potatoes worth that uh, Dr. Miller and myself had. So with some barbecue sauce or, you know, salsa, whatever you like. So, and, and that is, and just, that's the meal. And then people would say, oh, didn't you have greens? Didn't you have this? Nope. Just potatoes. Yeah. And, and just so people know, if you're, if you're just, you know, learning about plant-based Gabriel, he refers to his wife as Dr. Miller because that is her name and she is a doctor. And I absolutely think it is awesome that you just, you call your wife, Dr. Miller. You know? Well, you know, I'm proud of, I'm proud of her accomplishments and, uh, you know, just want to let her know it as much as I can. So yeah. you're awesome, dude. You're awesome. That's what it's all about. And you know, it's a good transition because today we're talking about how you would work with a loved one, a partner, a husband, a wife, someone a grandma, a grandpa, someone that is in your life that uh, maybe lives very close to you or is around you on a daily basis. And that's, that's really the key to this, right? Someone that lives very close to you and you interact with on a daily basis that is not on board with a plant-based diet. So what do you do? Um, I don't want to say to get them to see the light, right? Or guide them in. This is, this, this is a little bit of that, but this is a little bit more of you know, how can you maybe see it from their side and communicate with them in a way that is respectful, appreciative, um, and welcoming and inclusive rather than exclusive where you feel like, you know, uh, you're, you're part of a card carrying membership that is only, only welcomed by people who see the same way you do. Right. Um, and I'll give you a perfect example real quick, Gabriel, because I know you've got some like some good stuff for this, especially with transitioning your entire family. But, you know, on a podcast a while ago, I had a conversation with, uh, with Josh. And uh, Josh is a marathon runner. He's like a vegan marathon runner. He had made the cover of Runner's World magazine, um, Josh Lajani, and been on Rich Roll and everything else. A great guy. And his family grew up hunting. And so I had to talk to him about what do you do when you have a whole family that has grown up around hunting animals and killing those animals and eating them. And, you know, he explained to me that it's about, you know, the family tradition and being, you know, close together and stuff like that. But he's also had an opportunity to, to slowly transition his family. And I, I, I wrote an article about this uh, for Forks Over Knives a couple years ago. And the first thing that I talk about in this situation is not, not forcing it. Okay. And I know you're going to have some, some thoughts about this, Gabriel, because you're kind of coming at it from like a saving your life side of things. Um, but for me, don't force it means, um, you know, when you first find out about this way of living, you watch forks over knives, you watch any of the other multiple game changers, any of the other 
um, even like earthlings, if you're kind of, you want to be careful about that one because there's like a lot of animal cruelty stuff in there. It might be hard to stomach. But any of these documentary style things, Cowspiracy, those things, there's movies out there that will get you straight up mad. Like, why did I just learn about this? And you're angry and you really want to force your partner to, to come along on this journey with you. And for me, I think there's ways that you can kind of ease into this. I, I've been talking a long time, so I'm going to let Gabriel chime in here. But what do you think about that, man? Like forcing, forcing people, I guess. Well, I think, I think our audience probably knows that the best way to help someone make a major life change and decision is to preach and yell and to tell them what they're doing is wrong and that <laughs> what you're telling them is right and that they should do it. I think that's the best thing, right? Uh, no, oh, that's, no, that's the absolute worst possible mode of action that you could go about trying to change. You know, I, I, I consider it in this, in this um, paradigm is, is how can you most effectively help your loved ones make a beneficial change, right? For the longest time, you got to put yourself in their shoes, first of all, right? You didn't grow up eating a healthy plant-based diet. You know, you grew up eating the standard American. If you're, if you're like me, you grew up eating the standard American diet, the same crap, the same junk that they're eating that's slowly killing them was slowly killing you, right? From the inside out. For what you were putting in your, in your body three times a day, what was on your plate, in your, you know, on your fork, that's what they're doing. They're no different than you were. You just have um, been introduced to something a little bit sooner than they have, hopefully. So just understand that, right? Yelling at them, screaming at them, telling them what they're doing is wrong. If it wouldn't have worked on you when you were in their shoes, it's probably not going to work on them. And even, uh, even talking down to them. I mean, you don't even have to yell to be mean, right? I mean, you could, you could, it's side comments, it's sarcasm, um, it's reminders that you're killing yourself with every bite. I mean, these kinds of things are just not the way to go about it. Yeah. If they're loved ones, if they're your loved ones, then they can catch on to those nuances. You, you, you know, you, you have to be pretty sneaky for them not to catch on to the fact that, that you really are, you know, talking to them in that manner and so uh i i i break it down to this right as someone who has helped my wife my mother my father my sister in-laws cousins grandparents adopt plant-based diets um i've been friends of course uh, i've broken it down into two things two major things that you have to do if you want to help affect change major change in your loved one's lives um and that is love love them and you've got to lead them. So really simply, I'll break it down this way. If you want to help affect change in someone you love, in someone's life, you can't do it as a bystander. You can't do it as someone who cares about them. You can't do it as someone who knows them. You've got to do it as someone who loves them because I'm not going to make a decision for someone who is just an acquaintance. I'm not going to make a decision for someone who I just think, oh, they're a good person, right? I'm going to make a major change because I... I love that person, right? I respect that person. I feel a connection to that person. So you've got to love them. And what that means when the hard part of that is this, it means that when you start introducing a healthy plant-based diet to your mom, your dad, your spouse, your children, your loved ones, if you really love them, you're not going to turn your back and say, forget you after they don't do it over a month period, right? You've been doing this for a year. You've been doing this for years and they haven't done it. And you say, guys, it's time to adopt a plant-based diet. I've given you the information. I'm not talking down to you. I just want to introduce it to you. And they still don't do it. And over the course of a, a week, they don't adopt a plant-based diet. Over the course of a year, they don't do it. Over the course of two years, they don't do it. But if you love them, it could be one year, it could be 10 years, it could be 20 years. 
if you've still loved them through that period, they'll know exactly where to turn when they have that major health crisis, when they have that major, you know, just light bulb goes off and says, oh, wow, maybe I do need to do something beneficial for my health. And so number one, you got to love them. And that's the hardest part because I mean, it's, it is the hardest part because when you love someone and you're seeing them slowly kill themselves three times a day by what they're putting on their plate, it's hard to continue loving them, but you got to, because if you give up on them, then nobody else, you know, they won't have anybody else there. So you love them. And then second, you've got to lead them. And that could be the hardest part. It depends on who you are. The loving part might be easy. The, you know, it might be the hardest part, but the leading part, you can love someone and love someone and tell them how, you know, I'm going to be here for you. I've received these benefits of a healthy whole food plant-based diet. I went vegan and I, this happened to me and I got off this medication and I lost this weight and I feel so much better. And you tell them that you love them. They know you love them. But here's the deal. If you're just telling someone about the wonderful benefits that a plant-based diet has to offer, if you're just telling someone about all these great things a vegan diet can do for them, but you yourself are still as fat, sick, overweight, eating as unhealthfully, even a vegan unhealthfully as you were before, then why are they going to listen to you? You may, you may be someone who's you know, okay, you're, you're 40, 50, 60 pounds overweight. You're not obese, but you're overweight. You're still on some medication, but you've got family that are way sicker than you. Well, guess what? They don't look at it as, oh, you're a little bit sicker than me. They just look at you as just as fat sick as you were before, right? So unless you are leading them as in you are getting down to a healthy body weight, and we're all, all on different journeys. I'm not asking anyone to get down in a year to their healthy body weight, get up. But if you are showing those improvements, you are leading, you're, you're taking the steps and showing them that, hey, this is how simple it is. You just eat potatoes, eat sweet potatoes, eat rice, and this is what happens. If you're taking those steps before them, you are leading them and showing them this is what a plant-based diet can do for them, then they will know exactly why they should turn that way. And you've been loving them for two months, two years, 20 years. Um, then it all comes together. So yeah. what I have found, you want to affect meaningful change in your loved ones. It's really simple. You've got to love them and you got to lead them. Love Much it. easier said than done. Yeah, I, uh, I love it. And, you know, speaking of leading, leading by example, right? Um, as, a, as a father, you know, six years ago, just six years ago, my kids were used to seeing daddy in uh, bike shorts every single day. Oh, sorry, kids. You know, <laughs> but like I would come home at 7.30 a.m. and I would be like in my bike shorts, all sweaty, whatever. And I was training, you know, to do triathlons. I had just completed Ironman and stuff like that. So I was just doing some sprint tries. So I was just staying in shape. I don't do triathlons anymore. But um, when I was doing them, it was important that I wanted my kids to see me in, in this stuff, working out, you know, getting, caring about my body. And the same thing goes for the food you put on the table, right? Um, now, look, uh, I think we've talked about it in prior episodes here, but if you're having a, a special um, a holiday or a treat, like once every now and then. Um, celebratory meal. Thank you. Thank you. Celebratory meal. Um, then it's okay, right? But if you start straying too much from your path that you've set for yourself, you're just showing them that uh, it doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter to stick to something. It doesn't matter to, oh, have quote unquote cheats or celebratory meals, whatever you want to call them, right? It's, and they will focus on that. Um, I'm, I'm not telling you to stay perfect, but I am telling you the way that you communicate what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you're doing it. Don't soften it. Don't, don't make it not 
that important to you just for someone else. I think that when you speak about it and you wave your plant-based flag proudly, you should carry that positivity throughout your entire life um, and, and carry it with your diet. So those are the things that I would think of. And, and you know, if and, someone- and, and Corey, let me just hop on that for a second. I think you hit that right on the nail is you leading and loving someone is not about you, right? It is about you because you're benefiting your health. You're feeling better. But the fact that you, the, the power you have in leading and loving someone is the, is the power to potentially save their life, right? We all could close our eyes and think of two, three, five family members, loved ones, friends that are on the brink of one serious health problem and they're gone, right? Or they're there already and they're on the way out. And we understand if you do the power that a plant-based diet has to offer and the wonderful benefits and, and health promoting factors that it, uh, that it brings into play. Um, and so don't, yeah, don't downplay what you can do because you may be the person that helps your father save his leg, helps your mother prevent a heart attack, helps your, you know, it, you, you have a, well, I always talk about how a plant-based diet really does give you the power because you have the power to reverse your chronic diseases. You have the power to uh, prevent chronic disease. You have the power to regain your health by what you're putting in your body three times a day, what's on your fork and in your, on your plate. But beyond that, you have the power to utilize that same information, that same, you know, power that you're leading and loving through to help exponential amounts of people, your loved ones and their loved ones. It's true. Um, you know, I, w- I want to talk about something that is, uh, is a little, it's, 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 I believe it's kind of the way it is. Now you, you tell me if I'm wrong here. Okay. But I feel like mostly it's men that are not wanting to transition. Like they're, they're, they're women in their life have found this information. They think it's amazing. And I can say this as a guy, right? There's this like strange manliness around eating meat, right? Which is so funny because if you've seen Game Changers, they do this like <laughs> test with, you know, uh, just call it what it is, like erections, right? They do this erection test and stuff. And they just show that these guys uh, that ate no meat, uh, compared to when they did eat meat had, you know, less. Yeah, they look at that. They look at blood work. I mean, it, yeah, it's, everything. Yeah. So I just, you know, let, let's talk about a couple meals. And I know you do a couple, uh, that are, they, they're really hearty and really like straight up manly, right? For me, I'll give you a couple seconds to think about this, but for me, it's like, uh, a, a bean ball sub or a, a, a meatball sub, like mixing it up, right? So maybe you take a, a gluten-free hot dog bun or maybe you have a hot dog bun or something like that. And, and then you, you, a whole wheat hot dog bun, you load it with some, some bean balls, okay? And there's, there's a ton of bean ball recipes out there, but you take beans and you crush them up. There's a couple things you can use to bind, you know, um, some flax or something like that. But um, you cover it in, in a sugar-free, oil-free marinara sauce and you've got this manly meal. Like I made these for a Super Bowl party one time and they had no idea that they were plant-based. And I had them in a crock pot, nice, just really nice and warm. Um, and it was, it was special. So I think, you know, is there, is, I think you have like a lentil loaf or something that's really awesome, right? Don't you give yeah, me Yeah, no, I, there, there's some, some good, and I'll get to a recipe, but I'll just say this is, it's interesting. 
you know, there is a, a higher proportion of women who adopt a plant-based diet because I, maybe they're more health conscious, maybe they're smarter, I, yeah, they're smarter, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting because we look at men and, you know, you think about, oh, you know, your dad, your grandpa, you know, all these men, manly men, but, but really when it comes to diet and when it comes to realizing, you know, the power that plant-based diet has, it's sad to see that there's this disproportionate amount of men that would much rather slowly die, get fatter, sicker, and continue slowly dying on medicate, you know, building up their medication, then stop eating a steak at night. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, it's like, I, I, I would say that probably has a lot more to do with the world around us in the fact that, I mean, if you really are a manly man and you're there to take care of your family and you're there to, to be a provider and you're there to be a loving spouse or be a loving father, then it, it should be nothing to give up that stake to if be around for said, another decade. Yeah, you just said be there. If you want to be there for your family, be there. If you want to straight up be there at all, like wouldn't it make sense to be alive like, and yep. not be in the hospital and be sick and dying? Like you slowly killing yourself by eating crap on a daily basis? I mean- Guys, or if you're you, listening yeah. to this, if you're, if you're a woman that has told your husband to watch this because these two, you know, uh, super attractive, super buff dudes that are, happen to be dads are talking about this, I'm just kidding, y'all. No, but like, if, if you told them to listen to this, like, let us, let us talk to you, okay? We are not, I might look like this nerdy little dude, but I'm telling you guys, like, if you're a real man, like, come on, take care of your family, take care of your kids, take care of yourself. Just like the, the oxygen mask in an airplane. How are you going to take care of your family if you can't take care of yourself first? Right? Yeah. So, so think and you about hear, that. And you hear this too, Corey. You hear this too. Oh, well, I, might, I just have a few problems. I'm on a few medications, but I haven't had that heart attack. If, I, if something ever happens, I can make the change or I can make this. Well, Corey Warren, I, I know you probably know this, but there is a high percent. I think it's somewhere around 40% of, of heart attacks that result in you don't get a second chance like first time heart attacks that lead to death somewhere i think it's 30 to 40 percent and someone could quote me on that number but it's a high percentage that's don't, super high don't don't hope that you get to that second heart attack ladies and gentlemen um the time to change diet the time to realize that you could be making healthier decisions the time to the time to really affect change in your own life to be around for your family, to be around, to be a plant-powered dad, to actually be there, right? To, to, to be someone who can, you know, you know, you're, here's what I don't get, Corey. And here's what I don't get. I don't get on TV. Preach, preach. You, you got, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you guys work 40 to 80 hours a week, busting your tail. I mean, I mean, killing yourself in a job that you may like, maybe you don't, it doesn't matter. You're working real hard. You come home, you're dog tired, and you know you sit down, and, and all you can think about is that meal you have, and you're all you're hoping for is to get to 66, 65, get to retirement. When when we're looking at these numbers of men, right, who have worked their tails off hoping for this retirement, but because they can't give up a steak at night, they're gonna spend two years in retirement and another 25 in the grave. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a, it's it's brutal. And hey, you know what, guys? If it's a, if it's a, if it is a steak at night, look, I'm not ever gonna say it's okay to eat steak. But I want you to, if you're eating steak right now, if you're eating chicken, if you're eating whatever. And by the way, chicken is not better than steak. Okay, it's all the same. Whatever. I want to tell you, look at your plate. What's what's with that steak, 
right now, okay? Because I guarantee you 70% of your plate is filled by meat. That doesn't make you a man, all right? It, it'll constipate you for sure. It'll make it hard for you to digest. It'll give you that bloated feeling that you want in your stomach that is just like, yo. Yeah, you've worked, you've worked eight hours, eight hours at work. You come home, you have a big, big piece of meat, a beer, whatever, and then you're so bloated and tired and sickly that you spend the rest of your night not, you know, not spending time with your family, not running around with the kids, not you know, doing beneficial things. You spend the rest of your night in the recliner sitting back with your two-foot stomach protruding above your pants because you're so bloated after – I mean, and I'm not saying this because you – know, I'm saying this because I saw my dad do that every night, right? Yeah, you, you've home, lived a, this, bro. Have like, a huge you, meal. I, and I did the same thing, right, as yeah, an athlete, as someone – I would spend a whole day at practice this, go eat a big meat heavy meal, and then spend the rest of the night belly aching because of the crappy dinner I ate, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 crazy to think, but but yeah. So let me tell you a few easy meals, right? If you've got that oh, wait, special someone, right? Go wait, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Keep keep that thought. I just gotta finish up the plate thing. Okay. So oh, like yeah, yeah, if seventy percent meat on your plate, like no, 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 no. Reduce it, okay? I'm never gonna say it's okay to eat meat. I just am never gonna say that. Like, well, it's okay if you're transitioning slowly, right? But I'd rather you just go cold kale and just quit, okay? But here's the deal. Like, add more veggies. That's all you gotta do, bro. Like, fellow man, that's all you gotta do. Just add some more broccoli. Add some carrots. Don't slather them in butter. Just freaking put, put some, just steam them. Put, put a little bit of salt on them if you want, okay? If you have to have it, okay? You already sprinkled it on the steaks. Just put a little on the on the carrots and you're good to go. Okay. So just more, more of that. All right. Talk to me, Gabriel. Well, I would say cut the steak out, find some, find some, find some easy to make healthy plant-based meals, recipes that you enjoy, whether you're the cook in the house, whether you're, I wasn't the cook when I first started a plant-based diet, but getting into it and realizing that, Hey, this food's pretty tasty. That's when I started doing the cooking. That's when I started doing a meal you know, planning or preparing like that. Uh, but hey, here's some great things. And I'll just say it from my dad's point of view, someone who is 60 plus years old now. And for the, well, he's 65 now for the 40, 40 years after graduating college, he ate like a college student for 40 years afterwards. He weighed the same amount of weight, right? 275, 300 for the past 40 years. Um, he, he would eat a bur burrito, for lunch or dinner and it would be a giant burrito filled with ground beef with we're not talking about sprinkle on some cheese you know i don't know if they come in like six i haven't bought cheese in a long time but they come in like six to eight ounce packages right of shredded cheese he would use a whole package of six to eight ounce cheese so we're talking about probably a pound of ground beef six ounces of cheese and then wrap up his burrito and then put on some more cheese right and put on a third of a tub of sour cream, and then some taco sauce. And that was a nightly occurrence, a daily occurrence. And then if he didn't have that for, if he had that for dinner, for lunch, he would have a lunch meat sandwich. But it wasn't a lunch meat sandwich with three or four slices of deli meat, which isn't healthy. It wasn't a lunch meat sandwich with two or three slices of cheese, three slices of deli meat, right? Not healthy. No, he took it to extreme and he would have six to 10 slices of deli meat, five to seven slices of cheese. We're not talking about a sandwich with, we're talking about a deli meat sandwich with more middle than exterior, right? Oh, the bread no. is about this thick altogether. The middle was about this thick. And, and, and so that was a daily occurrence. And so when I came home, quit my job, helped my dad to, you know, save his leg, essentially save his life. And, and I'm there and I'm saying, all right, I'm gonna cook every meal. I'm gonna make every meal for you and mom. But we're going to do it really easy, really simply. So what did we do? From a guy who ate like a horrible eating college student for the past 40 years of his life, 
It was pretty simple. I said, dad, you can still have the burrito, but we're not going to put ground beef. We're not going to put cheese. We're not going to put sour cream on it, which might seem like, oh, well, what are we going to put on it? Well, what are we going to put in that burrito? <laughs> we're going to take a nice big burrito shell. We're going to fill it up with seasoned black beans, seasoned pinto beans, fat-free refried beans. We're going to put in some brown rice, put in some sweet corn. We might take some, you know, we're going to wrap that all up. Then we're going to toss on some lettuce. It could be shredded lettuce. It could be any type of greens. I don't, doesn't matter. You don't have to have the greens, but he would love the greens on there. So we're going to put some shredded lettuce. We're going to then put some salsa on there and you are going to love it. And guess what? He still loves it. That's something he still eats. A wonderful it's alternative. It's super simple. And you're using the same spices, right? So it doesn't taste that much different. What about guacamole? Yeah. Hey, uh, he's not a big avocado person. Okay. Okay. So I mean, you could, I, I, I'm not a big avocado person either. So it, that there was, there's no need to add the extra fat in his, in his his there, unless you really love it. If you love it, you love it. I love it. So, so then an alternative for the lunch meat sandwich, right? Is a bean burger, a bean burger sandwich. So, so we make these bean burgers and I've got many recipes out there for bean burgers, but we would take the bean burgers, I'd freeze them, I'd have them there in the, you know, in the freezer, ready to roll. He'd pop them in the oven, pop them in the toaster oven, pop them on the grill. They can be cooked in a new number of ways. And then he'd take the bread, take some whole wheat bread. He'd then put the bean burger on there, put his lettuce, his tomato, no cheese, you know, no, no sour cream. And not that he would put that on there, but, but no, you know, none of the animal products, but we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be even thicker than it was with the lunch meat and cheese. We're going to put tomato, lettuce, you know, all your favorite ketchup and mustard. I don't care. Put your favorite condiments on there. And he would have that. And that's something he still eats regularly. And so making simple meals, like simple changes like that, where all you're really changing is really switching one of those things out, which isn't that big of a difference. So that's really what, what made a huge deal for him. And, um, and that's where I would say I would kind of be in that same category in it. Yeah. And I know, uh, if you're watching on the, on the TV, you're probably seeing that his camera went out for a second, but he's back, he's back. Um, and I think, I think there's been a lot of great things as we kind of wrap up here. There's been a lot of great things that we've talked about. Ultimately, we're not here to make any men like, uh, feel bad. All right. Like, dude, we're just trying to help you understand that you, if you, if you really want to be this like man that you say you are right, at least take a look at what's going on in your life. Take a look at what you're doing. And, and this is for everyone. Okay. This is men, women. If you say things like, I just can't give up my meat or, Oh, I just love cheese too much. I could never, right. I want to challenge you. Try being uncomfortable for just, just 24 hours. Try being uncomfortable for three days. You know why? Why, why do you do it? I'll tell why? you why, Corey. I'll yeah, tell, tell you me. why. Tell me why. Because the, people who, the same people who say, I can't and I could never, I could never give up meat, I could never give up cheese, I could never give up eggs, I could never eat a plant-based diet, are the same people when they're 50 and 60 who say, I can't walk because diabetes has taken their legs. They're the same people that say, I can't go outside and play with the grandkids because they're on their second heart attack and another stent's it for them. And they're the same people who are losing their mind at 72 because Alzheimer's is wreaking havoc on their brain. They're the same people that couldn't give up this or that. And this is an attack on anyone. This is just you're, you've got family and friends that are in the same boat as mine, right? These are the same people who, instead of being there to support their family, are now a burden on their family because they're the ones that have been plagued by the chronic diseases. They're the ones who have, who have become the ones who need taking care of instead of helping to take care of their family. And so you probably have more to add on that, but, uh, but that's, 
the people, it takes a lot to say, I can't, and I won't. And it's, that's a drastic change, but there's a whole lot more drastic changes out there that will change your life and they will wreak havoc on what your future looks like and what life looks like for the family that you have surrounding you uh, a whole lot more than deciding to have a bean burger instead of a hamburger for dinner. That's right. I say to that mic drop, that's the end of the show. Folks, listen, I'm Corey from Lean Green Dad and LeanGreenDad.com. That's Plant-Based Gabriel. Just go check him out, PlantBasedGabriel.com. And if you want to listen in and tune in on this podcast, you can, or you can watch us here. We'll have videos every week. We'll have a podcast drop every week. Uh, just visit PlantPowerDadHour.com to learn more about both of us. You can find us all over the socials if you know our names. And we want to see your comments below. We want to get some questions for future shows. So any questions you have, any at all, put them down below. We'll answer them yeah. in the future shows, right? Future oh yeah, shows. future shows. Hey, we want to fuel our content with your questions. So thank you guys. Have a great one. Now I'm a lead.